When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. Architects, like artists, have specific distinct styles. The open floor plans and low-pitched roofs of Frank Lloyd Wright's designs are iconic, and his masterful work clearly influenced countless others in the field. No matter what the style, though, architects all over the world all share the same characteristic, a clear vision. And John had a vision, too. Many of them, in fact. Born in Anderson County, Tennessee, John lived a fairly standard life. He got married relatively young to a woman named Julia Ann, and together they had four beautiful children. Unfortunately, their daughter Ethel became sick with diphtheria when she was only two years old and tragically passed away. Julia Ann blamed her husband for Ethel's death, as he had disciplined her with a spanking a short time earlier, something that she believed caused her illness. So she took her three remaining children and headed to Arkansas, where she started a new life without him. John, though, had trouble moving on. He just lost his entire family and was in search of new direction in his life. He soon found it in city planning. Standing before a large committee of neighbors, he once gave a speech about how he planned to see his town of Bear Creek Valley change. Homes and fields would be replaced with giant factories and tall buildings, he said. Their purpose? To build a weapon that would help the Allies win World War II. The main railroad line would split off into other routes through the town. A new city would be built unlike anything they had ever seen before, where the nearby town of Black Oak Ridge currently sat. And that city was built. In secret, too. The U.S. Army bought up almost 60,000 acres of land in East Tennessee near the Clinch River. The rest of the county had no idea, of course. Even the locals in nearby towns didn't know why all that land had been purchased. The Army called their new city Clinton Engineer Works, but it would eventually adopt the name Oak Ridge. They built reactors and facilities that processed the uranium used in the first atomic bomb. But John didn't design any of the buildings in Oak Ridge. He wasn't an architect. His vision for the future of his town didn't come from years of education or experience. It came from a more unusual source. You see, after the death of his young daughter and after his wife and children left him, John found religion and a gift. This gift, though, didn't make him too popular among his friends and neighbors. One example came early on in his born-again life. After his friends had him committed to an institution against his will, he escaped and swore that God would burn the place down within 30 days. A month later, lightning struck the facility, and it went up in flames. He also claimed to have heard a voice that promised to reveal the future of Bear Creek Valley. 
All he had to do was camp out in the woods for 40 days and nights. After doing so, John saw exactly what would happen to the town during the war. The speech he gave that day wasn't to a board of trustees or elected officials, though. He told it to a bunch of people gathered in the town's general store. Sadly, John never got to witness his dream realized. He eventually remarried and had another child, a son. But John himself succumbed to tuberculosis at the young age of just 49. Some believed that he came down with the disease after his month-and-a-half stay in the woods. Whatever actually caused it, there was no doubt that John was someone special. So special, in fact, that he's still buried at Oak Ridge, and the town even named a half-mile nature trail in his honor. John Hendricks saw what would happen long before it actually did, earning him the nickname The Prophet of Oak Ridge. Perhaps even more amazing, though, was when he'd had his prophetic vision. John Hendricks, you see, was born in 1865 and died in 1915, almost three decades before the city of his dreams would be built. A prophet, indeed. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Here's to the people who thrive under pressure. To the student cramming all night for their exam because they waited until the last minute to study. To the diver swimming in shark-infested waters for the ultimate thrill. And to the Chinese sailor who defied the odds and survived in one of the harshest environments in the world. Poon Lim was born in China in 1918. Early on, he gained his sea legs working as a second steward on the British merchant ship the SS Benlamont. The ship had left South Africa in November of 1942 and was on its way to South America when trouble began. The armed ship was sailing on its own across the Atlantic Ocean, rather than among a fleet of other friendly ships. An easy target, it was struck by a German U-boat on November 23rd, which had fired two torpedoes into the Ben Lamont's hull, sinking it instantly. 
Poon Lim grabbed the life jacket and abandoned the ship as it went down. It took about two minutes for the vessel to slip beneath the waves, and as it turned out, Poon Lim was one of only a handful of survivors. He bobbed in the water for over two hours, before locating a floating wooden raft and quickly climbed on board. Of the 54 crew members, he would eventually become the only survivor. The raft was small, but had been loaded with supplies, including 11 gallons of water, tins of biscuits, chocolate, a bag of sugar cubes, a flashlight, flares, and two smoke pots. Knowing a good thing when he saw it, Poon Lim secured himself to the raft with a rope around his wrist in the event that he fell overboard. He apparently wasn't that talented of a swimmer. He rationed his biscuits in water for as long as he could, but after several days it was all gone and he needed to find another way to keep his body nourished. So he rigged the canvas from one of the unused life jackets into a roof, which he then fastened above his head to catch rainwater for him to drink. By twisting one of the wires from the flashlight to the end of a hemp rope, he was able to fashion himself a working fishing line. When he wanted to catch larger fish, he would use a nail from one of the boards in the raft instead of the wire as a hook. Unfortunately for all of Poon Lim's success in surviving on his own, fate would throw yet another test at him. One night, a massive storm swept over his raft. The fish that he had caught were ruined, and his supply of water was contaminated with seawater. Running out of time and options, he caught a bird and cut it open with a knife that he'd made out of one of the biscuit tins. Without a way to cook it, he opted to drink its blood to survive. But the blood from the dead bird started to attract other things— like sharks. Being an optimistic man, he assumed a shark might make a sizable meal, so he braided the hemp rope to increase its strength and then tied the bird carcass to the end before throwing it into the water. A hungry shark took the bait. With his hands wrapped in canvas, he reeled it in and hauled it on board. After whacking it a few times with a jug of seawater to subdue it, he sliced it open. The blood in its liver provided a good bit of sustenance. And then he cut off the shark's fins and set them out to dry in the sun for a snack later. The ocean current eventually carried his raft toward land, which he recognized a few days earlier by the change in watercolor. As his raft floated down a river inlet, three fishermen spotted him and helped him ashore. Surprisingly, he had completed the journey that his ship never could. The land he stood on was, in fact, South America. It had been a frustrating journey, though. During his voyage, Poon Lim had been passed by several large vessels, but none of them stopped to pick him up. They believed that his raft was a trap set by German submarines, which had been known to leave a survivor out in the open to be found by an Allied ship. When that ship stopped to help, the U-boat would sink it. Poon Lim was quickly taken to a hospital where he spent one month in recovery. He had lost 20 pounds from the ordeal, when he returned to Britain, King George VI awarded him a British Empire medal. His story of survival was also recorded by the Royal Navy as part of a survival guide for sailors. But perhaps the greatest achievement of all was the world record that he had set. And to this day, it remains unbroken. Poon Lim had survived alone in the South Atlantic for 133 days. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show 
and you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.